Welcome everybody to the Stone Down Sports Podcast. My name is Matt. Really happy to be here with you on this Tuesday evening going over the week it was in week 10 of the NFL, recapping some uh, some good fantasy information. We've got uh, waiver wires for you on tap, the whole nine yards. Uh, before we get into that, I want to say a big thank you to everybody that checks out what we put out there and hops into the chat with us. We really enjoy hanging out here with you guys three times a week, every Tuesday and Thursday at seven o'clock. And we're around on uh, Sunday mornings at 1130 to help out with those last minute uh, lineup decisions. For those of you that can't catch us live, don't despair. We're still here to help you out. Just drop uh, your question there in the comments and, and we'll get back to you. Or you can always get a hold of us on social media. As always, I'm joined by the Acolytes, Kyle and Ramey. Ramey, it was quite an interesting game Sunday morning there in, in Germany. And, and what I find even more interesting is you watched that and said, you know what, I'll take some more of that. And you're going to go to the Iowa-Illinois game this Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Like you said on uh, like you said on Sunday, I can't get enough Big Ten football. And that's exactly what we had over in Germany on Sunday. 10 to 6 Colts. Jonathan Taylor had a, a rushing touchdown that that turned out to be the game winning touchdown in the first half. Um both offenses struggled to generate any kind of points. We talked last week. We knew it was going to be a low-scoring game because of the travel and the time zone differences, but I don't think any of us thought it was going to be a 10 to 6 type of game. Um the Patriots offense looks Entirely lost. I thought that Bill O'Brien was going to punch Mac Jones on the sideline there for for a few minutes. Um, he was really screaming at Mac Jones for a while there, and I mean, understandably so. He had some a uh, couple of head scratching turnovers, and only to to bring in Bailey Zappi for the final drive, um, pull out a fake spike, and throw a throw a final pick to seal the game to the Colts. So. It wasn't a really fun game to watch. Might have set football back a few years, um, but my team came out on top, and they are 500 heading into the bye week. So I think if the three of us would have sat down before the season and said at week 10 the Colts would be 5-5, five and five, I don't think any of us would have taken that. No, as a matter of fact, we did sit down before the season and talk about how the Colts would do. Uh, in our AFC South Division preview. You can find that there on YouTube as well. <laughs> Kyle, how the hell are you? You've still got about 90 seconds before you can cuss, but uh, <laughs> see see if you can give us you know a minute of I'm, good, clean content. I'm good. Um, exciting week. Uh, what a week for place kickers, right? Um, what was there? Six games were determined by game-winning field goals uh, with no time remaining in Week 10. Uh, there was five on one day on Sunday, which was a record, but six is the record for um, a full week. Just just crazy. And our Lions were in on one of those. But um, I thought we were already jumping into Colts Patriots. That, that's why I put the banner up. I, I, did. I kind of did. Because so, I was like, oh, we're going out. Of, Matt went out of order. All right. No big deal. Now let's put the banner up. But um Yeah, that was a boring game. I, I have to admit, I didn't watch much in, in Germany there. It was no bueno. Um, <laughs> 15 um, seconds. <laughs> did I say something? I forgot. No, no. I'm just saying there's 15 seconds oh. left. Oh, before yeah. Or you good. can just cut loose and show us the real Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
this was the first time the Colts scored under 20 points. Why why'd you take the banner away? We're, we're talking about the Colts. Oh, I thought we were still kind of introing or whatever. Nah, we're Put just it back up. It. We're Fair just rolling enough. into it. Um, lowest scoring game of the season this year uh, in all games played that 10 to 6. Um, yeah, it was it was ugly to watch. Uh, <laughs> I don't have much notes on it, Matt. Matt. Mac Jones sucked. He's what he's leading the league now in interception with 10. League leader, baby. Yeah, yeah. league leader. Ramondre had 20 carries or some volume, turned it into 88 yards. Uh, Zeke was 13 for 54. Um, but it was just ugly. Um, Pittman had 12 targets. Everybody else on the team on the Colts had like, I don't know, one, three, something like that. It was sick. He yeah. had everything. Yeah, and Downs had three. I think it was just a product of the lack of talent on both uh, with Minshew and then the Josh Downs being hurt, but the rest of the receiving core outside of Pittman just really doesn't have much to offer. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Kyle. Pittman had 12 targets and nobody else had more than four. Isaiah McKenzie had four. Yeah, he's got eight targets in four of his last five. Um, he, he's been an un, unexpected bright spot this year. I didn't really think uh, a whole hell of a lot of them coming into the season, just given, you know, we were expecting Anthony Richardson to potentially start the whole year. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's out, and, and we've kind of gone over that. Uh, back on the Patriots side, Demario Douglas. Did have six for 84. He had nine targets. He's got a 23% target share there uh, the past three weeks. So, you know, he is getting quite a few looks, but it's a, a low volume passing attack. He's nothing more than a, a wide receiver three flex play. JT's taking over that backfield, though. Yeah. 82% of snaps the last two weeks, 75% of the rushing attempts. I think Moss only had one or two this week. Um, He's he's got a, a firm grip on that backfield, and I, I don't think Moss is is startable anymore. Not even as a flex, maybe a desperation flex, but um, the the trend, at least over the past couple of weeks, is it's JT or nothing in that backfield. Yeah, and we kind of knew it was going to go that route as he got more comfortable and got kind of up to speed with the new offense and and into game shape after the after the four game pup list slash holdout. Um, we knew it would take a few games, but you're absolutely right. Taylor had 23 carries for 69 yards, so only a three-yard three, three yard average, but he did have that touchdown to kind of supplement things for you fantasy owners, which is always a good thing. So uh, not a lot of scoring in this game. Um, it, it, even as a Colts fan, it was a little hard to watch. You think about the days of the of Peyton and, and Brady back in the early to mid-2000s. Um, this is far from it, and... I think the Colts are on the right path, but I don't know what the Patriots are going to do other than hope to continue to lose this year and get a top five pick so that they can draft a quarterback and then try to figure out what they're going to do with their front office and coaching staff, which is weird to say when Bill Belichick is your is your GM and, and head coach. But um, everyone and their mom on TV thinks that he's out after this year. Uh, we talked about it on Sunday. It's It's one really bad year after – 25 years of success. So do you give him a little slack? The The other side of that being he's 72 years old and the trend over the last four or five years has not been in the right direction. So um, I'll leave that to you Patriots fans to talk about. 
Well, I, I don't think it's going to take a whole hell of a lot of hope for them to continue losing. I, I, I think they're going to be able to pull that off yeah. splendidly. They'll be drafting top five next year, and I got to imagine they're going to take a quarterback. Mac Jones, at this point, needs a, a change of scenery. Go somewhere else, be a backup for a year, and, and see if you can reboot your career. For sure. Do we really feel the need to continue talking about these two teams? No. <clears throat> Absolutely not. Oh, wrong one. See, see, this is why we go in order. Um, <laughs> Lions, Dude. seven and two, uh, went to Ella La La Land. Against the Chargers, uh, they pulled it off, 41-38, game-winning field goal, one of those six uh, by Riley Patterson there um, to win 41-38. Goff played well on the road, which is usually something he doesn't tend to do. I think that's his second um, second pretty good road game uh, this year, the other one being Tampa Bay. Um, the big story was kind of like Monty started the game he looked good, obviously, had a 75-yard touchdown run. Um, I think he was finished RB4 and half PPR this week. Uh, but Gibbs ended up with more carries, more targets, um, pretty much was involved in anything except for short yardage. And you saw him on the goal line work. He got those uh, two rushing touchdowns. Um, so you Gibbs owners, myself included, um, you know, you were feeling it at the beginning of the season when he wasn't uh, being used much, and now he is, and and you're loving it, and so am I. What's up, man? What's up, in the house. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. Yeah. Always glad it. to have you around. Um, But, yeah, Gibbs ended up what, RB2 on the week, 77 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Amon Ra had another game of 156, over 100 yards, I should say. Career high, 156 yards. Uh, he finished his wide receiver three. First uh, Detroit receiver to have 600-yard games in a seven-game span since Megatron 2012. So, nice. uh, Randy is in the house. How you doing? Good evening, Randy. Trade Brees, Waddle, Noah Brown for Tyreek and Sam Howell. Lineup would be Lamar Gibbs. Jerome Ford, Amon Ra, Tyreek, Devonta. Devonta. I guess I don't understand. If you're going to be starting Lamar, why are you trading for Howell? Because he's he's a, a, a QB1. So unless this is a, a super flex or um, you know, a, a two QB league, I, I don't see how adding Sam Howell elevates your team in any way. Um, I am a fan of, of getting Tyreek and, and maybe you can swap out Howell for another piece, but as it stands right now, Lamar, someone to fill in. That's a steep price to play for, or pay for, you know, one, uh, one week of, of production, but I also yeah. don't know what your waiver wire looks like. This is true. Yeah. If Dobbs is out there, I'd. I'd pick him up and do that instead of mm -hmm. Sam Howell. Just, just, I mean, maybe not a normal week, not because of this trade, because Sam Howell does throw a lot. But Jesus, no, yeah. I wouldn't do that just for that. I like Matt said, I like the Tyreek, but and then you're flip flopping one Miami receiver for the better Miami receiver. Yeah, I don't really love it. Yeah, I mean, if you could. If there's something decent on waivers, you can pick up, not acquire Howell, and just do um, 
two of those players for Tyreek. I'm good with that. Noah Brown, I don't think, is going to have a whole lot of value as the season goes on and Nico gets healthy. At best, he's going to be the fourth option in that offense behind Nico Collins, Tank Dell, and Dalton Schultz. And I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of meat left on the bone for him. Uh, I think just given the offense that they run there in Houston as well, I think they're going to be inclined to run Robert Woods out there a lot more just because he is a hell of a blocker for that running game. I get the logic in, in wanting to do it. Yeah, let's see here. Randy says, so basically it's Tyreek for Waddle and Brees. How do you feel about that? It's a steep price to pay, I think, but you're getting the wide receiver one on the season who's well on his way to a 2,000-yard season, and he's scoring touchdowns. You're upgrading over Jalen Waddle, who's just not really looked himself this year. He's looked okay, but not great, and, and part of that just may be some lingering after effects due to his injury. The Jets' offense, I'm I'm not huge in investing in just because Zach Wilson is is so damn bad. Um, they should be scoring more than 12 points against the Raiders, so I, I don't get what the hell they're doing there. Um, he's a, a a high floor guy. I I get it, but I'm cool with Gibbs and Jerome Ford given the elite receiver lineup you've got there pairing up Tyreek with Sun God. Yeah. Um, what I will, I don't know what your record is, Randy, if you're looking playoff bound or not. Keep in mind the Dolphins schedule, uh, weeks 15, 16, and 17 is Jets, Cowboys, Ravens. Does that change your mind at all? <laughs> uh, toughy. He's six and four. Yeah, and he's got a, a quick follow-up, and then we'll move on to Josh there. We see you, buddy. Uh, do the Jets dropping Michael Carter impact Brees' value? Not really. Michael Carter wasn't really getting a whole lot of run anyway, and he was primarily used as a, a pass catcher. Um, Dalvin yeah, Cook has, has yeah. looked like ass, yeah. but he, he's going to be in line for tar or carries before my, Michael Carter will. For sure. Uh uh, Josh, would you make any changes to this roster? A 20-team PPR. Holy Lamar, smokes. JT, Aaron Jones, Tyreek, DJ Moore, Kelsey, and Christian Kirk. I'm 5-5 five and five in fifth place in my division. Top four make playoffs. Everyone ahead of me is 6-4. and four. Man, Looking at that team, that's not horrible. Yeah. Lamar hasn't been finishing very high uh, in rankings each week. Like, I don't think he's finished QB 15 or higher in the last three weeks. But in a 20-team league, who in the hell are you going to help? Yeah, yeah better? exactly. Exactly. It has that week-to-week -week upside, too. Exactly. That's a that's a pretty good team. God damn. I mean, sure, Aaron Jones hasn't really done uh, much. He's had, what, one good game? Yeah. yeah, but, you know, we were just saying earlier, though, JT has taken over that backfield. He's got Tyreek. DJ Moore, I think, once Justin Fields gets back, will cease to look like ass every week. Um, you've got the best tight end in the business and, and with the news of Zay Jones's pending legal troubles down in Florida, I like Christian Kirk. I think he has, you know, he's a high end wide receiver too. the rest of the way. DJ Moore and Tyreek are, are high end wide receiver ones. And when you have a team or a, a league that big, you're looking for the elite talent that helps separate you. That's crazy. In a 20-team league, you got Tyreek and Kelsey. 
No kidding. Yeah. I mean, it could be an auction, though. We don't yeah, know. I guess that's true. Still, I think it's a pretty good lineup. I mean, Aaron Jones has been disappointing. So I don't know if you could look for an upgrade there, but without giving something of value away, I don't know how you're going to upgrade much more than over Aaron Jones without having to give away, you know, JT or or Kelsey or somebody like that. Traded for all but yeah. JT. Nice. Traded for, uh, okay. That's, that's all. Nice. Wheeling and dealing. I like yeah. it. I mean, that, that team looks good. I mean, I can't imagine it looked better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like you must great job on improving your team. You mentioned uh, you have the most points in your division, but have gotten super unlucky and world in this playoffs. I think eventually, you know, you're going to get some wins here. Some of them, other people aren't going to, your opponents won't score. God, that sounds stupid, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, I lost my train of thought, so just yeah, tell me too. Yeah, I think what Kyle was very eloquently trying to say <laughs> is that over the course of the season, typically the teams that score the most points find the most success, and that variance Thanks. of luck tends to even out. Appreciate you guys stopping by, both you and Randy. Uh, if you haven't yet, please give us a, a like and subscribe. We are here every Tuesday and Thursday evening at seven, and we're also live. Uh, Sunday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Eastern for Tinker Time to help out with those last-minute lineup decisions as we head into the stretch run here. Appreciate you both. Heck, yeah. Um, Man, Herbert had a big game. He was QB2 on the week, I believe. And Keenan Allen was wide receiver one on the week. And uh, these are all half PPR. I always use the podcast uh, settings or whatever. for this so just because we have the podcast league on here so look at that logic yeah chargers chargers doing charger things again it just it doesn't seem to fail whoever the quarterback is whoever the coach is whoever's on the team they always seem to fall just short in those high profile games i mean good for you guys having the lions win but that was a shootout it was a really entertaining game both teams just kept going forward on fourth down and getting it on fourth down and I think Dan Campbell, they were talking about how big his balls are um, by continuing to go for it on fourth when they were in field goal range towards the end of the game. I don't know if it was that or just knowing that if he gave the Chargers too much time, they were going to come down and score and win the game because they had three possessions in the second half and it was touchdown, 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 all three to tie the game. So they were staying right with the Lions. It wasn't a game for defense. Um, it was a really fun game to watch. And I think that just ultimately the, the lions were a little bit better. Okay. Well, I'll talk cause Matt's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, did you mention they scored, uh, five touchdowns in a row, five drives in a row, the chargers. And I talked about second half, just the okay. three touchdowns in the second. They only had three possessions yeah. in the second half. Right. Yep. Um, but it was a fun game to watch. I was worried, Brad. Dan, Motor City Dan Campbell, dude, just walking around carrying his balls everywhere. That man does sure does not have to buy a drink or a coffee or anything in in the streets of Detroit because everybody loves him. Um, he told the team you know, for the game they were going to be more aggressive than normal, and he really showed it coaching on the sidelines. Uh, that four and two, that when it was four and two in the fourth quarter, that touchdown to Brock Wright was just. All balls and the and the 
you know, credit the players. They executed everybody did they were supposed to. It's awesome. Yeah. That was Brock wrong. That shit should have went to Laporta. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, uh, um, you know, I, I think back to earlier this season and even in the offseason when Detroit traded away DeAndre Swift and, and they took Gibbs with some draft day dealing and everyone was all up in arms. You let Jamal Williams leave. And I get from the standpoint of the leadership that he brought the team, not wanting to let that go. But at the end of the day, it's a business and you want to see on-field performance. Ain't no way in hell Jamal Williams was taking that ball 75 yards to the house the way Monty did. He wouldn't yeah. have got there. And it was great to see J-Mo downfield blocking. That was a key block that really helped him get around the corner and head towards the end zone and his plays like that that'll keep you on the field. Um, yeah, watching the all 22 of that uh, specific play this week was was awesome. I kept reversing and fast-forwarding and watching it again and in slow-mo. And the way that J-Mo ran like a – you know, gazelle there. He made up five yards, I thought, in just just a half a second, and he was there blocking. And I was, I'm very proud of him for um, doing something like that, other than dropping balls. He appreciates you for your pride. Yeah, good. I'm sure he does. Yeah, we'll have him on here. We'll have him on here soon. Yeah, there we go. You know, we could just do like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys and just say, oh, yeah, we're going to have like Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning <laughs> yep. on here. And they might show up. I don't yeah. know. I extended I the invitation. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll, That's definitely what we'll do. Um, we good with Lions charges? Yeah, I believe so. All right. So, Falcons Cardinals. Ugh. Falcons lost another close one. Falcons lost another close one. They've lost the past three games by a combined 10 points. Yeah, but they, they finally used Bijan. 22 times, I saw. Or yeah. I think he might have had a catch, too, but he carried 22 times for 95 yards. They finally did, and um, still didn't work. Uh, let's see. Arthur Smith says, we're frustrated. Anybody would be when you come up short. We have to fix what's been our issues and find a way to get back in the win column. And of course, our issues are use your playmakers intelligently, not yeah. as decoys. Everyone on that offense is a decoy for benefit of Cordero Patterson. <laughs> right, <We had> three <laughs> rushing attempts this week. Um, look, as the as a team, they ran the ball forty one times, and I think that's what a lot of us expected coming into the season. I know there was quite a few people that were high on Tyler Algier as a possible sleeper because we thought they'd run the ball 450, 500 times this year. Mm -hmm. um, it's not really happened. Uh, the past game was non-existent. They, they had 70 yards. Um, Heineke hurt his hammy. He's out for who knows how long. Arthur Smith isn't co uh, committing to a starter. They do have the bye week this week. And I just saw it was uh, either yesterday or today where ownership come out and said, you know, Arthur Smith has our confidence. He's the right person to, to lead this team. And, and I just, you know, the, the question is like, what have you seen that makes you think that? Yeah. You know, I, I don't get it. On the Arizona side, Kyler Murray was back and, and he was out there running around just like his old self. Um 19 of 32, 241 yards. He threw a pick, chipped in 33 yards, and, and had a rushing touchdown. And he had a couple uh, 
uh, a couple of runs called back due to holding as well. Uh, he really looked Trey McBride's way early and often. Um, nine targets, eight for, what was that, 121, 131? He was 131. The, yeah, yeah, he's a tight end five the past three weeks. He was uh, somebody that, you know, we let all you guys know to, to look for on the waiver wire once Zach Ertz went down. Connor come back. He looked decent. Yeah. Hollywood Brown was more Bollywood Brown. He just went one for 28 on four targets. Yeah, I, um, I expected a lot more um, out of that because they had great chemistry last year. He had 80 targets, over 50 receptions, 500 yards, three touchdowns in eight games before uh, Kyler got hurt. I was shocked to see that. Rondale Moore had eight targets. Yeah. I was <laughs> so I was kind of uh, shocked to see that, but give it some time. It'll uh, they'll reconnect, I'm sure. Michael Wilson, yeah, Michael Wilson, Rondale Moore, and Trey McBride were the only players with five or more targets this week. Yeah. Michael yeah. Wilson damn near had a touchdown, too. They called it a touchdown on the field, and then they said, no, he was down at like the half-yard line, one-yard line. And then Clayton Toon come in and went all Taysom Hill and <laughs> rushed in. Yep. Yeah, it was a it was a it was an interesting game to watch. Kyler comes back and he looks decent. So if he continues to play this well, I'm sure the question's going to be what do you do? Do you stick with the devil with, that you know or do you go for the devil that you don't by drafting a quarterback and kind of restarting things? They do have some weapons. They've got a good running back. Um they the game plan really did seem to focus on Kyler getting some short passes with Trey McBride being a big focus um running the ball they ran the ball 26 times they only threw it for uh well I guess they threw it 32 times but it was pretty balanced and I I honestly was surprised how good Kyler looked coming out of the gate yeah I mean it I kind of thought he would would look good because you know he's been it's almost been a year since he tore his ACL that's plenty of time for him to recover. And I highly doubt they would have brought him back if he wasn't ready. I can't really see them moving on from him just because of the salary cap implications. Um, but that doesn't mean that they, you know, can't go get him a, a Marvin Harrison, the second or third or whatever the hell he is over at that dickhead school in that dickhead state next door. Um, <laughs> I was watching the condensed uh, replay of this game and just in the, the first half, it just seemed like neither team could really get into a flow and, and damn, there were so many penalties. There were eight total offensive holding penalties called in this game. Jeez. Wow. Four on each team that were accepted. It's hard for your offense to get in a flow when it's constant flags. Ten like constantly 10 yards behind. Yeah. Hopefully Atlanta fixes something on their bye week because yeah. And you, you're, yeah, three straight and lost six of eight. When they started off well, and people were kind of talking them, talking them up, but not so much now. Yeah, James Conner coming back from an injury had 16 carries for 73 yards. So you mentioned that earlier, Matt. He's looked good. So um, coming down the stretch, their their schedule's not great. They have the Texans next week, so they go to Houston to play. Um, C.J. Stroud and the Texans, but they might get some wins uh, the rest of the season, and then they, they've got their own pick. They've got the Texans pick, so 
whether they package those to move up and take somebody, if they kind of fall out of that top five range, if they win a few games, or maybe they look to trade one of those picks and, and kind of prep for the future around Kyler. Um, he's certainly an exciting player. He's got all the physical tools. Um, there's no reason if he kind of gets the the game planning piece right, and maybe that's just getting older and getting a little bit more mature. Maybe he becomes more of a student of the game, so to speak, and uh, starts to really show some show some uh, the ability to kind of um, dictate the game using using his mind more than his feet. So, because with that that injury from last year, uh, you got to be cognizant of that. Just making sure that you don't re-injure anything down the stretch of the season. Yeah, just kind of looking at his body language too, it seems like um, he's made a, a good connection with the staff, the new coaching staff there. And it, I understand there was a, you know, um, I think he had some familiarity with Cliff Kingsbury just through college and, and even high school recruiting. But I don't know, things just went, sideways there and when they did it went went quickly yeah and, and they aired a lot of bullshit in the media yeah. um steve kime out there talking all that shit he's got more duis than playoff wins so i don't really give a shit what he has to say <laughs> yeah so I, I can't remember if it was on mcafee or, or another show but they were talking about kyler and just how when when he went out last year, there was a different coach, there was a different GM, a lot of the team wasn't there, so it's almost like he kind of got traded to his own team. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's kind of a fresh start for him, like you yeah. said, where he's coming into a new front office, a new a new coaching staff. So maybe it's an opportunity for him to to he did during not just the the post game, but the run up to the game. He genuinely seemed excited about being back and being able to play. So. Maybe maybe it was just a, a bad situation around him before they cleaned house, and maybe that'll contribute to some success down the road. That's it. You got to change the scenery by staying home. Yep. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, thought. I never already thought about that. Trade it to his own team, but makes makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. We're on to Baltimore. Browns at Ravens. Cleveland wins this 33-31. Another one of those field goal games. So was the so was the last one for that matter. But uh mentioned it earlier. Yeah, Lamar Jackson notches third consecutive week as QB 15 or worse. Um got some games against some offensive teams coming up the rest of the season. Hopefully that will p- actually pick up his um, game as well uh, by having to, you know, try and stay up with these other teams. Obviously they p- play the Bengals again. Um, the other thing I was looking at for uh, snap shares was Rashad Bateman out snapped uh, Odell Beckham. It's pretty much been trending that way since the beginning of the season earlier there in the season, they rotated by drive uh, but now Bateman played uh, 21 of 27 snaps and two receiver sets. Odell Beckham only had four. Uh, based on this usage, these trends, could Bateman actually outperform Beckham over the rest of the season? Can't believe I'm actually answering that question. But if he gets the, I mean, for him, the key is health. He's got to keep his ass on the field, mm-hmm. which he's not shown that he can do. If he does that, he's got all the talent in the world. He was a badass at Minnesota. Yeah. 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 Baltimore started out hot in this game. They got a 
uh, defensive touchdown uh, right off the bat. Um, got up 17 to three in the first quarter. And then things just kind of started falling apart as he got into the second half. Deshaun Watson looked like Deshaun Watson of Houston um, there yep, towards yep. the end of the game. He played really well in the second half. He ended up 20 to 34 for 213 yards, had a TD and a pick. But in that second half, he played really well. And uh, what we thought was going to be a relatively low scoring game, of course, turned into a shootout um, at the end, kind of a little bit of a back and forth, ultimately coming down to Cleveland, kicking that game winning uh, field goal. So um, in Baltimore, a uh, big win for Cleveland, who now sits, uh, I guess, a half a game back of the division lead, but right now uh, having the tiebreaker against the Ravens. And Ravens have a short week against uh, going against uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, who's also coming off a loss. So big game for both of those teams coming up. Um, I think this division is probably going to beat up on itself a little bit beat up on each other a little bit. Um, we're not going to talk about it too in depth, but the, the Packer or the Steelers ended up getting a win. They're they're six and three. How the hell are they six and three? So that division is kind of back to the the black and blue division of of a few years ago where it, it, it'll be really fun to watch how things go down the stretch as these teams play each other and do they all continue to win outside the division enough to potentially have two or three teams that make the playoffs. I think two will make the playoffs, maybe even three. I think so. Um, one thing that was really puzzling through the game, Keaton Mitchell's usage. He got used and then just he didn't. And and Harbaugh was asked about it after the game. And he's like, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't intentional. It, it just kind of happened. Um, I do think, though, going forward, he's taken over that. Uh, complimentary back role from Justice Hill. He, he's like a, a poor man's uh, HN in a way. You know, they've got their their very similar archetype, uh, even their size. They're within an inch of each other and, and three pounds. You know, so they're essentially the same dude. HN is is just faster than him. Um, but still, if you're a quarter step slower than Devon HN, you're still pretty goddamn fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, this was Lamar Jackson's second game in a row targeting nine different receivers. So he's really been spreading the ball around the past couple of weeks. Uh, you're not seeing that same rushing upside that you did see in past years. And, and I imagine that's by design because you're talking about a guy that missed significant time the past couple of years as well. So keep him healthy. He's he's playing at a very, very high level. I think the biggest surprise for me coming out of this game was Jerome Ford. 107 yards rushing against that Baltimore defense. Yeah, yeah. He showed up he's, against them. He showed up against the 49ers defense. He's a, a, a damn good back. Yeah, uh, he's been playing the majority of snaps. Uh, both early downs uh, and late downs in the last two games. Hunt's been just doing mostly short yardage. Uh, I say it's pretty safe to keep Jerome Ford in your in your starting lineup going forward. Um, there's probably going to be some games where Hunt falls in the end zone and, and Jerome Ford does. Like the game on Sunday where Hunt had the, the touchdown and Jerome Ford didn't. Hunt had... 10 carries for 32 yards. He only had a 3.2 average, but he did have that one touchdown. So um, Kyle is back. Oh, yeah. I disappeared. So 
Yeah. It's awesome. Um, just did any of that stuff, out. did any of that stuff come through or did it all just no. totally garbled? No. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck it. It's not no, I, one thing I no. One thing I did see about Deshaun Watson, every pass he threw over halftime, he completed. He That's did look crazy. damn good. I hope it yeah. continues. Uh, uh, you know, the player, I he was electrifying there in Houston a couple seasons ago, and I'd like to see that again. I don't like the man too much, but I'd still like to support the player. Yeah. $36 yeah. Amari Cooper showed up for you. Six yeah. for 98 on nine targets. Um, the Browns were incredibly balanced in this game. 35 passes, 36 runs. And I think that's the the ratio that that they want to live in. Um, you know, utilize their offensive line, play damn good defense. Deshaun Watson, um, in the full games that he's played, is averaging 14.9 14 points per game. It's a little bit better than Matthew Stafford and a little bit below Baker Mayfield. Yeah, oh boy, no. It's, it's not that good, but you're going to start him. My brother has him, and he's he's going to have to start him. There ain't nobody else better out there, Terry. <laughs> no, there sure ain't. Zay <laughs> uh, Flowers was decent, five for seventy-three. Yeah. You know, he he got a little cold there for a few weeks, and it you know it looks like he's starting to pick back up. I know Odell Beckham come out and. Had a couple comments about him today that, you know, he's really looking for that 150-yard, two-touchdown game out of him because that's the kind of talent he has. He's done really, really well in that offense, especially given that he's a rookie and there were a lot of question marks uh, around Lamar Jackson this season and just how well he would perform uh, in a more pass-heavy offense that isn't, you know, an inside-out read. For yep. sure. Um I know we don't talk about defense on here too much, but Miles Garrett got his 11th sack. Um, and he's a uh, monster he's tied with the Neil Hunter. Um, what is it? The, 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 he joined Reggie White, John Randall, Demarcus Ware, Jared Allen, Bruce Smith, and LT is the only players to have six consecutive seasons with 10 or more sacks. That's the Pretty cream good. of the crop there. <laughs> sack, sack land. Jesus. Ugh. All them guys were great. I grew up watching Reggie Wright and John Randall and Bruce Smith. Who's Reggie Wright? Reggie. Re I fuck off. You, you know I have a problem saying pass rush win rate. <laughs> mm. uh, and big big time throw weight. All right. Reggie Wright and John Randall. Yeah, John Randall. Uh, let's see. Commanders at the Seahawks. Another field goal winning game. Yeah. Um, the game. I wonder how that in. game would have played out um, had the commander's kicker not missed that PAT that would have put him up 10 nothing there in, in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Don't know. Gino looked like last year, Gino, I guess. Um, 31 of 47, <laughs> career Ooh, high, 369 yards. Yeah, when you asked Gino Smith to throw 47 times, the that's game plan got got fucking thrown in the trash can at halftime um finished his qb4 uh and half ppr um walker was awesome too ran for 63 yards uh why are you shaking your head because ppr doesn't matter for a quarterback 
it's just the rankings I use. I'm letting them know what they, I mean, everybody, I even hear them say that. I just, I'm not going to argue with you on here, but there's nothing <laughs> to argue about. I'm letting people know that I'm using those rankings. That's the type of league I'm in. That's all. That's all it has to do because that's our league. The podcast league is half PPR. Yes. Ramey, I can I get a ruling? I guess I know it doesn't correlate to. I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> It doesn't matter, but just let him go. No, go ahead. I'm okay, gonna... I'll talk. So oh. Sam How Sam How had a, a decent game. <laughs> 29 of 44, 312 yards, three touchdowns. He's showing that he might be a long-term solution at quarterback for the commanders if if they can build a team around him, but they lost another close game. How with 44 attempts, Gino with 47. That's why when all the other late games wrapped up, this one almost pushed into the Sunday night game. This game went on forever. I mean, it almost went past eight o'clock. Um, I felt like it went really long. So it was a it was an entertaining game though. Um, Sam Howell with uh, he was uh, he had a really nice game in those PPR leagues. So I think. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Dude, Sam Howell though. It... You sure? No, I'm I'm good. I'm letting you guys talk. I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'll shut the fuck up. Can I get it's that never, in writing? It's never stopped you before. Yeah. Uh that was his sixth game over 250 yards, his fifth with multiple touchdowns. Um the first time this season where he had zero bad throws, uh, according to pro football reference. Six of seven games over 40 attempts. Uh, dude's gonna sling it. You know, we got asked a question a, a couple weeks ago Is Jahan Dotson trustable? And we debated that for you know a little bit, yeah, maybe. And we hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed. And yeah, I, I guess if you have to, fuck that. That dude got me a goose egg. No, <laughs> you cannot trust Jahan Dotson at all. You can't trust him to get you a single point. You could have got me anything, and instead you got me nothing. What the actual fuck? <laughs> I don't understand. I really don't get it. Like, he was hyped coming into the year. He's going to be a sleeper. And, and you know, he did halfway decent last year as a rookie. And just, you talk about the the inconsistency. Two targets. He'd been doing decent. He coming into the week over the the two weeks prior, he was the wide receiver four, and then he became the wide receiver nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. But no, to whoever asked that question, I'm revising my answer from a couple of weeks ago. If it wasn't, no, it sure as shit is now. You can't drop him, but park his ass on the bench and just let him rot there. Just let him <laughs> rot. You cannot trust him and put him in your lineup. If you're putting Jahan Dotson in your lineup, you don't even understand how thoroughly fucked you are to even have that be an option that you're considering. <laughs> Do not start Jahan Dotson. Rant over. <laughs> that was made clear. Yeah. <laughs> the, the commanders only ran the ball 14 times. Sam Howell's lighting it up this year. 
but I don't think that's the recipe for victories in, in Washington. They need to be able to establish a running game if they want to win consistently. Consistently, I think Sam Howell's a serviceable quarterback, and I think he's probably the starter in, for the next couple of years based on what he's done this year. Um, but unless they get a rushing attack or, or supplement the runners that they have with a decent offensive line or a game plan that focuses more on the run, they're going to continue to lose these types of games. They're going to lose the touchdown games to the Eagles every time they play the Eagles and they'll be in the game. But winning close or losing close games is going to get Ron Rivera fired. Um, He's probably done after this year. Uh, Unfortunately, he seems like a good coach. He's just never really had um, a situation outside of of Carolina for those couple of years where he went to the Super Bowl. Um, he's made a bad situation tolerable in Washington with everything that was going on there over the last couple of years and just the uncertainty at the quarterback position. But you got to be able to run the ball a little bit more. You're just, you're just killing your team. You're killing your defense. Ron Rivera. His teams are always in the worst place to be, and that's between, you know, a team that wins six to eight games a season where you're not bad enough to be able to justify tearing it down to your fan base, but you're also not really good enough to legitimately contend. You're just kind of stuck in that NFL purgatory. Yeah. And with new ownership in there, I don't know that they'll they'll be willing to to continue down that path for another year after this one. No, I think he's done. They'll elevate the enemy. He'll get his shot. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, even though the run game didn't get going, Brian Robinson still finishes RB one. Yeah. So. Helps when helps when you uh, catch six balls for 119 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Yeah, definitely does. Definitely. Nice in a PPR league yeah. too. Yeah. That was a career high six grabs too. Yeah. Yeah, Got them all the, six targets, the, six catches. The two running backs had the two most receptions on the team. Yeah, Antonio Gibson had five receptions for forty-two yards on six targets. So, Antonio Gibson has been solid. A, we'll, we'll call him a legitimate flex play. Yeah, um, since week five, he's the RB thirty-two. So you know, in a league, if you start three running backs, number one, I never heard of that shit, and that sounds terrible. That's more of a, a flex play. He's got. Are you serious? You're in a league that starts three running backs. Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought I misunderstood you. I thought you meant a league where you have to start three running backs. All I have are running backs, so I start running backs all the time. That's where yeah. I am. Three and seven, right, Kyle? Yeah. Yep. Three and seven. He does have four games over nine points, though. Yeah. Since week five, it I had to use him for a week, and he came through with a touchdown. And thank you. For that, <laughs> Jahan Dotson certainly can't give me that shit. Uh, all right, uh, time for waiver wire for uh, week 11. Um, what do you guys got? You already mentioned one of mine, Josh Dobbs. Oh, definitely, yep, he's like definitely one. Uh, He's one you're picking up, especially with buys still being out there. If you need to pick him up, I, hell, I have Trevor Lawrence in uh, in our our league, the the podcast league, and I may consider picking up Josh Dobbs because he's having a much better year than Trevor Lawrence has. 
We talked about that a little bit earlier today. Trevor Lawrence is having a terrible year, but Josh Jobs is available in 38, almost 40% of leagues. So um, if he's out there, he's worth picking up because that offense is pretty explosive. Shit, he's the QB seven on the season. Yeah, his ass shouldn't yeah. be available anywhere. Yeah. But it is. He can make plays with his arms uh, and his legs, and they're going against the Broncos, who give up four point seven per carry to quarterbacks. So um, he's probably licking his chops for this matchup, and he's getting more comfortable in that Minnesota. Uh, well, I don't know what more comfortable, but uh, definitely learning it more. So kudos to him. Who do you like, Kyle? Um, I think we mentioned him last week, but I think you definitely have to pick him up now. Trey McBride. Um, I think he's still uh, available in tons of leagues. Top target in the passing game uh, for Kyler Murray on Sunday, catching eight of nine. He had a 28% uh, target share. Um, That's his first 100-yard game of his uh, career. Um, Zach Ertz is you know, going to come back from this quad injury. He's eligible in week 12. I just have a hard time seeing, you know, them just go with Ertz and, and tossing McBride to the side. Um, they were both earning a lot of targets. Uh, well, when Ertz was healthy, he was earning a lot of targets, uh, but he was only 4.3 yards per target. Uh, McBride's doubling that at 8.2. So I I hope they'd stick with him. But he looks like a sure top 10 tight end the rest of the season. Absolutely. He's fast, too. He's really I didn't fast. realize he was either. I didn't realize that until I watched some games or some highlights. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he had that gorgeous catch along the sideline, too. He can play. So just before this, uh, before we hopped on here, AJ, uh, who beat Kyle last week here in the uh, podcast league, Shout out to you, buddy. Posed a question to me. Waivers. Devin Singletary or Keaton Mitchell? And, you know, I kind of talked it through, and and I think Devin Singletary is going to get a larger workload than Keaton Mitchell will. So I think he will have the safer floor. But I think Keaton Mitchell, he's that dude that can take it to the house from anywhere on the field. So he's got the higher upside out of those yeah. two. Which one would you guys rather have? I'd probably go with rest of season or this yes. week. Rest of season. Talking, you said waiver wire. So I thought we were talking like I. he said waivers. AJ did. So I thought we were just talking about for a week. Yeah, I, I probably go with Singletary. Um, I know Pierce has been out, so that's why Singletary has been getting the load. But. Jesus, he's got to. He's got to be. <laughs> I mean, if he keeps this, if he keeps this up, he's podcast be, Yeah, RB. He's got to be an RB two discussion going forward. Um, he averages three yards per carry after contact, which is pretty good. Um, he was already cutting into Pierce's playing time, you know, before the injury. So I got to go Singletary with just so many backs in uh, Baltimore. Yeah, I got to go with Singletary on this one. I'll I'll be a floor guy on this one. I would agree just at how C.J. Stroud has 
been unbelievable this season. You got to think defenses are going to start dropping more guys to account for that and try to limit the passing attack of the Texans. So you think Singletary would have more opportunities against defensive lines that are probably not run blitzing very much that they're they're trying to cover for that pass. So um, I would go with Singletary too. Matt, you're you're right on. Um, Keaton Mitchell's that home run guy that you're going to start one week and get lucky because he goes six carries for 93 yards and a touchdown. Um, but I think overall, if you're, you're looking for a, a guy that's going to get you more consistent points, I think Singletary is the guy. Well, I will go ahead and make it not unanimous. I actually said Keaton Mitchell. Um, when I think about a waiver wire pickup, and especially if it's somebody who I'm not necessarily going to rely on every week. Give me the upside. I mean, Keaton Mitchell like legitimately has eight for 80 and two touchdown upside. Anytime he he's out there on the field. Yeah. I see your point. It depends on what it depends on what the rest of your team looks like too, right? Like if you're going to get consistent production out of some other other guys on your team, then yeah, maybe Keaton Mitchell's more of the play because he can give you that explosivity. But if you need somebody that's going to give you some consistent production, then maybe you kind of go towards Singletary. Yeah, and it was posed to me the the <clears throat> excuse me the way I understand it is, you know, this person would be in consideration as a flex play. Okay, because he already had what do he have. JT and Pacheco or something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. I could see it. Or, or no, Mostert and Pacheco. That's what it was. Um, my other one is going to be Noah Brown again for this week. Um, I do not know if Nico Collins is going to be back or not yet. Um. I gotta say, if he's, he's, I think he's still worthy of a wide receiver three play this week. Um, it's just hard to imagine them going away from Noah Brown or sitting Noah Brown once everyone's healthy, since just they're they're all just doing so well. So, do you think he's got a rest of season shelf life, or do you think he he's really only going to be uh, relevant while? Nico Collins is out. And don't get me wrong, there's value in both scenarios. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just it's hard to imagine them sitting Brown when he's healthy, and it's also hard to imagine them sitting Collins or Dell because of their great quality of play. So it's just like it's a good fucking problem to have, you know. Absolutely. Um, especially if they end up winning this division and going to the playoffs. And man, fun team to watch. But he had what the fifth best A dot. Uh, last week at 16.8. That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> nice. and, his PFF, and his PFF receiving grade was third in the week, uh, league last week. So, yeah. Let's see. Who else you guys got? Anybody? I'll throw one out there that's available in about 40% of leagues, um, depending on who you ask. Uh, Romeo Dubs or Romeo Dobbs. Um, they're going up against the Chargers this week, which we've seen is not a team that can really stop a nosebleed. So um, also, uh, he's been the most consistent weapon for Green Bay, really. He's averaging 11 and a half points a game in fantasy. So I think if you need to pick up a receiver, he's got 
potential for the rest of the season, but especially this week going against that Chargers defense, I think Romeo Dobbs is is a legitimate pickup. Five touchdowns. He's had double-digit points, I think, five games this season. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad production from somebody who, you know, you're either picking up off of waivers or, or you drafted at the end of your draft. Yep. Let's get to the standings. Yeah. Take my damn medicine. <laughs> uh, hold on here. We got to eliminate some things that go here first. Um, let's see. Standings. Ugh. This is where Brandon said he was going to jump in. I guess he's he forgot about us. But uh, His ass is slinging pies. So, yeah. Uh, Ramey, Car Ramrod, three and seven. And Matt and Ray's Piss Jugs. Three and seven. I was I lost this week and was in second. I plummeted down to fifth, so I, I dropped three spots. I've lost two in a row. Yep. Raise it. Lost five in a row and Ramey's a lost three in a row. Yep. I having a Matt good one. I, Matt and I are tied with the team that makes more trades than anybody and the other team that doesn't pay do anything. So yeah, I got I got yeah, you guys are yeah, I didn't even notice uh, somewhere where Dwayne Bow had the same record and he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He's won two he's weeks won. in a row. Yeah, you guys should contact him and see, uh, you know, what he's doing. I got a trade from Fanatics that I woke up to this morning. I had I two. Don't even, I don't remember what it was, but it was for Tyree Kill again, and I just shook my head and hit reject. And he must be a big Dolphins fan because he wants a chance. He must so be bad. a big he's trolling um, something or yeah, exactly. So that's fine. Do what you got to do, brother. You're in fucking a chance. A chance back this week, though. I'm going to go on a run. Hey, could happen. Could happen. Yeah, I just want right, to let's... point out I'm only three games out of the playoffs. Assuming I win out from here <laughs> and finish the season at, you know, eight and seven or seven and seven. Crazier things have happened. Right. I think, you know, there's that's that's a puncher's chance. I'm in I'm in the phase of the season where this shit is one week at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um do 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 what one's next? Aces, deuces, locks. Ugh. I continue to gain ground. Matt is a, uh, good to go and fully above five hundred. Well, you were last week. You were whatever, twenty-three and twenty-two, but um yep, right behind me, a couple games. Ramey, excellent try job again. picking T. Higgins. Um, try again this week. Try again this week. Yep, 18 and 32. That's uh, Well, he ain't going to be around. You got to put in your shit beforehand. Homework's due before you leave. Well, I'll do it after this. Let's see. Yeah, I, you just have to come up with names. You don't have to like actually write it. I think, for it. Just you know, I think, <laughs> I think, I think Kirk, Kirk Cousins is probably going to have a really good week this week. So There we go. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Probably. And what Matt's been sitting here waiting for, uh, our weekly DFS uh, Sunday yeah. late matchup. Matt got a win, put up some points, 174. Congratulations. Yep. All our points are pretty close. To, I mean, it's things are close, man. You just got lucky, Ramey. Jesus, you got lucky yeah. in a lot of these. You can win I'm going five in a row helps, huh? Yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> help. I'm making a run. Calling it Matt's- now. That's calling it now. I will not be buying Alan Porter. making a run. I am not paying. (laughs) 
All right. Let's we got uh, you guys got five minutes. Yeah. Do this little player kind of, of thing. We'll we'll fuck no, around I'm here busy. at the end for a minute. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I sent you guys that player comp this morning and uh the T Law and Baker one and it got me thinking, so I decided to go on the uh, the stat sites and start looking for some that were you know relatively close and I came up with a matchup uh for a pair of quarterbacks, pair of running backs, and same with receivers. Uh let's see what you guys can come up with here. The quarterback comp. Can you see that pretty well? So they're comps, but we're picking who we think they are. Yeah, not just who we'd rather it. have. It's it's just a little mini game conversation. That's all. Okay. Okay. Uh, points and half PPR. No, well, no, I don't want, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Can you give me what the fantasy points would be in a full it'll PPR? Be rele- it'll it's the same. It'll be relevant in the next slide, asshole. No looking at your you know screens. What? I don't want to see no heads moving back and forth. Looking at I'm going to say player A is Jalen Hurts. No. Is player B Jalen Hurts? Neither are Jalen Hurts. Okay, Damn give it. me a second here. Five picks, total touchdowns, rushing. I purposely, I purposely I, did total touchdowns and not separate on them by rush or reception because of Okay. This. Uh, Shoot. I am going player to player A is Lamar Jackson. Player A is Lamar Jackson. Player B. Oh. I mean, you can easily go cheat if you want and look at the brand, look at the thing, but is player B no, it's not. Hold on. Is player mm-hmm. here, Lamar Jackson. Dak. Nope. See, it's the rushing yards. That, that's uh, yeah, Dak's not close yeah. to 368. Mm. I'm just I don't know. All right, ready? Well, no, ready? I want to guess. I want to guess. Uh, what the hell are you waiting for? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. No, sir. All right. Ooh. No shit. Yeah. His rushing grade was higher than Lamar's, which makes sense because Lamar's not rushing as you know much um, less to grade on, but yeah. Only what eleven points ish apart? Crazy. Yeah. Taint All bad. right. Running back. Four total touchdowns. <clears throat> I'm gonna say player B is Joe Mixon. Nope. Is is player A no, Tyron Williams? No nope. player is player B Zach Moss. Nope. I don't know. Point point and a half difference in fantasy. All right. <laughs> John and DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Very similar. Very similar. I was DeAndre Swift has, has quietly put himself together a, a nice season. Yeah. Yeah. You heard Stick about him at the better. beginning of the year, like the first two, three weeks, and you don't hear shit no more. Yeah. Yep. It's doing doing all right. So all right. Wide receivers. Last one. 
total touchdowns. See, there you go with that shit. <laughs> Player B, Jordan Addison. Player B, it's Jordan Addison. Hmm. Anybody know who player A is? Is player A Travis Kelsey? No, uh, he's, he's a wide, wide receiver. receiver. Just wide receiver. Says wide receiver right there. In the, right I count him as a wide receiver. Yeah, I wanted to do a tight end one as well, but it was a little more difficult. Okay. Mm. Uh, is it Nico? Nope. Hmm. I'm not sure who player A is. It is Mike Evans. Nice. His ass wouldn't have got cocky. He'd have seven touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, similar targets, similar receptions. Um, Obviously, Mike Evans got him in the receiving grade, but not too horrible. Just something. I I might try and do that for every Tuesday. Screw around with that. See if we can do some stuff. I thought it was kind of neat, but okay, cool. It was. Fun. I don't got anything more. I don't got anything more to talk about. <laughs> Ramey's got the week long weekend off, so yeah. Uh, See you guys a week from three, tonight. These three viewers here and our anybody that watches the replay won't see him again until next Tuesday. Right. He's going to the wonderful world and travel destination of. Iowa. Kinnick Stadium. Yep. <laughs> That's Ames, Iowa, right? Iowa City. Iowa City. Iowa City. Ames, Ames is Iowa State. Iowa State. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Why don't you two take us home and see if you can do it in you know under three minutes? I know I can't. Mm. Okay. Well, I will <laughs> see you guys next Tuesday. For everybody else, please tune in on Thursday at 7 o'clock for our Week 11 preview, as well as 11.30 a.m. on Sunday for Tinker Time. Um, don't forget to visit our website, www.sononsportspodcast.com. Visit all the socials. If you have any comments or uh, have any questions you'd like to post while we're not live, we'll be happy to get to those. And we're I'll look forward to trying to listen in to you guys on on. Uh, on Thursday and on Sunday while I'm in the car. So maybe I'll come in with some questions since I clearly need the help. There you go. Yeah. Hope you're not driving. Are you? Yeah, we're driving. No, I'm saying, but you know, coming in out of the podcast while you're driving. Yeah. We'll see. Keep it interesting. He's a multitasker. Cool. Uh, All right. No. Okay. (laughs) Thanks everybody. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.